Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Gracious Lord, we thank and exhort you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise for you are worthy. We just exhort you, God, for your love, your goodwill, and your faithfulness. We thank you for the power of your word that can transform, heal us. Give us life and light. Help us even this day, Father, to receive light, O God, from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Okay. So we continue with our subject on access by faith. I uh, still want to share a few things with us on that access by faith. For me, it's one of the very interesting subjects, and uh, it's building my faith as well in the things I'm seeing. So our main text is Romans 5, verse number 1. Romans 5, verse number 1 to 2. And the Bible says, therefore being justified by faith, just as if you have not sinned by faith, that is what it means to justify, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You know the word? As we have this asset by faith in the things which God has made available, we have a hope of the glory of God that is to come. And I told you the word glory means doxa. And Christ is the express image and the glory of God. So we're talking about receiving more of his life into our life and his true asset by faith. Glory to God. Okay, so... Look at Matthew 17, verse 19. Matthew 17, verse 19. And reading through verse 20. Jesus made a statement here. Then came the disciple to Jesus apart. Why could we not cast him out? They couldn't cast out a spirit from an individual. Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hands to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Amen. Faith as a grain of mustard seed. What kind of faith is that? You know, we've had preachings come along and say, how oh, does it need big faith? What it needs is a small faith. Let the faith be as small as mustard seed. Okay, fine. It's not, it's not bad. But I want to make you see exactly what this stands for. Hallelujah. The key thing I want you to know there is the word seed. The description is Seed, your faith should be as small as the seed or mustard seed. Okay, go with me to Genesis 1, verse number 11. 
Genesis 1.11, the Bible says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. The seed here, listen to this. Let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself. So, the place for which the fruit comes forth has to do with the power of the seed. Amen? Meaning, if you have a mango tree, but you have the seed, if you plant the seed of a mango tree, you're going to get a harvest of mangoes. Are you getting that? So the faith that produces is the faith that contains power. Are you there with me? If your faith must produce, because what he's trying to say is the monster seed have ability to reproduce itself. <laughs> Hallelujah. The monster seed have power to reproduce itself. So your faith you carry power. And the thing that makes it impossible for you not to have this kind of power of faith is unbelief. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I agree with what Jesus said here. The people ask a question, but I always believe Jesus always try to go out of some of the things that people ask him to explain something deeper. I'm not sure he was actually talking directly to the disciples. He was trying to make them understand the kind of faith that is operating with. Why did I know that? Except Jesus told the disciples to do a thing, they never succeeded doing it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. In this case, he never asked them to go and cast out the devil, so they had no faith to do it. <laughs> Amen. But remember, when Jesus asked Peter to walk to him, Peter walked. How did he have faith to walk? Because he heard Jesus say, come. I don't even get in this. But when they were casting out the devil from this child, Jesus never told them anything. So Jesus like saying, the faith you need for this job, you have not gotten it yet. Why? Because he was still with them. He has not gone to the cross. have not released. Because we need to have the faith which is the faith of God. Hallelujah. So when you get united with God, there is a release of God's power that flows into your spirit. And then you have ability to do things by faith. Unbelief will be dispelled, especially if God speaks to you about what he intends you to do or what he wants you to manifest. The unbelief disappears. Remember he said because of your unbelief. Why? They have not really come to the place of faith. In truth. And in reality, because the spirit has not been given, and he never gave them a word. Praise the Lord. Are you see here? So I needed to get this part. Every seed will bring forth its own kind. So the kind of faith you have has to be the faith that contains power, and then it will reproduce or produce or bring forth. 
Glory to God. And I always say this. One of the things that gives you power to do anything is when you hear God talk to you about that thing. Hallelujah. I'll make you see that as we progress on this. So the seed is a part of the seed. The faith is a part of the seed. Not the size. It's not dealing with the size. It's dealing with the power. Are we together? Right. It's dealing with the energy that is contained in the faith. Not the size of the faith. So we're not looking to be us faith being small. And then it can walk. We're not saying Jesus is trying to say let your faith be very small. Then it's going to produce results. No, 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 no. He's saying let your faith have power. Let authority come from your faith. Praise God. Remember, it is God that gives her the power to make wealth. It is God that gives her the power to oppress this faith as well. I'll make you see that. So, it can produce itself. So, it's not about the size of the seed or your faith that produces. It's the power in your faith that produces and gives you the results. So, therefore, Anything you want to do, just have the conviction that, well, God is there. God is backing me. I have the faith of God. I think I need to read a scripture on that for you. Look at Mark chapter 4, verse 30. Let me give you a simple illustration on this again. You see that. Mark 4, 30, before we go to Mark 11. The Bible says, and he said, wherein unto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what compassion, comparison, shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed. Which, when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seed that it be in the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and shedded out great branches so that the fowls of the earth may lodge under the shadow of it. Did you get that? This little seed is producing. And Jesus compared that ability toward your faith. Can you get it now? He said, the, the, the kingdom of God is like a monster seed. When you plant it, it grows up, becomes a tree, and the base of the air will lodge on its branches. Monster seed is like the kingdom. So it's not a size of the seed. Is a power in the seed. Are you getting this? So you can see that the kingdom may be small, but it has power to do what? To expound. That's what he's saying. And that has happened since 2,000 years ago. The whole thing started in a small circle of 12 disciples. From there to 3,000 were added to the church. From there, crossover to Europe, crossover, right? And today, all over the world, that little seed that he planted over there in Palestine is all over the world. That's what he said. The power of the gospel. And Paul said that in the book of Romans. Remember, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto what? Unto salvation. So the gospel has power. The word of God has power. Therefore, your faith, God intends it to have power. And so where do you get the power from? Hearing God and studying the words. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Okay. Go with me to the book of Romans. And also remember, Jesus was making a statement, I think, Matthew eleven twenty two, 22, right? 
I mean Mark 11, is it Matthew 11, 22? Yeah, when he made a seminar. Let's look at that. Maybe we'll be able to see something there as well. Uh, Mark 11, 22, when he was talking about, you know, have the faith of God. Is it not? Okay. Okay, go to verse uh, 20. Look at it. He used to quote the scripture so much. You and Maxwell. The Bible says, And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried off from the roots. This is the fig tree he caused the previous day. What was the next thing? And Peter called to remembrance and said unto him, Master, behold the fig tree with that corset is without a way. And verse 22 said, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Have faith in God. But in the true translation, it says, Have the faith of God. So there's a kind of faith which is God's faith. Have the faith of God. Not just have faith. Have the faith of God. Can we take another translation? Maybe we may be able to catch something. Take NLT. Let me see just this verse. Uh, Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. No, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, Try any other translation. You may be able to get it. But in the original Greek, that's what it means. Have faith. God's kind of faith. God's kind of faith is faith that has power. Is that okay? Not the faith of, even if you read it this way, have the faith of God, which means the faith that belongs to God. That means God's kind of faith. Have God's kind of faith. What kind of faith does he have? A faith that contains power. A faith that can reproduce itself. The faith that can create. The faith that can bring forth. Even when there is nothing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Was mother of fire. He said embrace the God's life. Really embrace it. God's life. Which is God's kind of faith. The life of God is what gives you power. So, it's compared, uh, uh, I mean, to the size of the seed, which has to do with the mustard seed. Not the size by, by implication, but the power that is contained in the seed. Amen? Are we here, people? Have God's kind of faith. <laughs> and this is where you see, and like we see here, it's talking about the reality of God's life. Glory to God. It brings things to pass, especially if it gives you a vision about what he intends to do in your life. You should stand with that. Because you see, before God created, he saw what he wanted to bring forth. It is by faith he made all things, if you will. His kind of faith is productive. His kind of faith is magnifying. His kind of faith contains power to reproduce. Have God's kind of faith. As well, if God speaks to you by your condition, if gives you a dream by your life, have God's kind of faith. That dream will come to reality. Praise God, somebody. Hallelujah. Okay, go with me to the book of Romans. Let's begin to look at something here. Romans 4, 17. Romans 4, 17. 
Hallelujah. Okay, as it is written, I made thee a father of many nations. God speaking to Abraham. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things, could be not as though they were. Those things that be as though they were. I want you to know that. Those things will be not as though they were. God's kind of faith is if I speak the things that are not yet seen and then they come to be. God spoke to Abraham about his own seed when he was already hundred years old. So he called forth Isaac in such an impossible situation. So God is bringing forth the things which are not as though they were. My implication, what is not existing is what God speaks into creation. So when he made the promise to Abraham, he created Isaac. By implication, he saw Isaac already, though physical eyes cannot see him. Hallelujah. Verse 18 says, Abraham now who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall that seed be. Genesis 15 verse 5. That's where it takes that from. He believed the hope against hope. Why? Because there was a spoken word. That spoken word gave power to his physical body. Hallelujah. And then Isaac was brought forth. Are you getting this? I keep on pleading with you to learn as much as possible how to hear God. I plead with you that if God ever says a thing to you, whether by dream or by vision, it will come to pass. Habakkuk said, even if the vision tarry, just believe in it. Hope for it, for it shall speak. Are you getting this? Verse 19 says, And be not weak in faith. Glory. <laughs> so you can be weak in your faith. Power could be derived from your faith. And be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body dead. When he was about a hundred years old. Not yet. The deadness of Sarah's womb. He was not weak in faith. Why? He trusted that because God said it, it will come to pass. Even though I'm 100, even if I get 110, I will still make it. Why? God said it. Did you get that? So, what will make your faith to be weak is when you don't hear God. And when you hear God, you run into unbelief. Then your faith can no longer be a dad of a monster seed. So what makes your faith to our power is hearing God 
I'm believing what God says. So here we said Abraham was not weak in faith. Be not weak in faith. He considered not in somebody. By implication, when faith begins to walk, you don't consider your natural situation. Faith defies everything that is natural. Abraham will not consider his body, his natural body, that because of my age I can no longer bring forth. Neither that of the wife which is Sarah. At 44, we know women started entering menopause. 40, 40, whatever the case may be. Medicals, you can sort it out. Huh? Women run into menopause. So, we're talking of somebody about 95 years old or 90 years old. I mean, that's menopause time too. Amen? But, Abraham said, oh, listen baby, even though you are this times two, you have a seed in your womb. He got faith. Why? God told him, you are going to be a father of many nations. Are you getting this? Assess by faith. By implication. You assess what God has promised you. You assess what God has spoken to you. I can convincingly tell you, I'm a product of faith. Standing here before you. Because it wasn't cheap. I know what it was. To drop my job. When God said move. I know what that means. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Your faith stands on what God says to you. That's what gives power. And when faith begins to operate. You no longer consider your natural circumstance. So even if the country is done today, it had nothing to do with you. I have this conviction. I was speaking to somebody a few days ago. I have to personally speak to him and I said, Brother Israel, and I said, hey man, listen. This is a situation. You remember, you gave me provision to step over to South Africa. And God said, no, go back home. Now I'm in this country. So no matter what happens, I know I'm surviving it. Because he asked me to come back home. I don't know if you're getting that. I'm having my faith on God who said, go back to Nigeria. If this country was going to blow up, God will ask me to come back. So our convention, this Nigeria will survive. Why will God tell me to where there's going to be a volcano? No. When Sodom was about to blow up, God spoke to Lot and said, get out of Sodom, isn't it? If God knew Nigeria was going to blow up, get into pieces, he will have asked me to take my children along with me. Get out of the country. Are you sitting there with me? When the brook was to dry up, God told Elijah, get out of this place and go to Zarephath. I've ordained a woman to take care of you. God speaks ahead of time. So if you ask me to come back, then Nigeria is going to survive. I don't care what anybody thinks about what is going on. Nigeria is surviving. 
Hallelujah. You don't look at Sandra's circumstance where God speaks. Now, it's like the case of the four lepers we are considering, isn't it? Amen. The natural circumstance for the king, no, this cannot be possible. He was thinking of the natural circumstance. Second King 7, isn't it? He was thinking of the natural circumstance. But faith says, no, tomorrow there will be no bread in the land. Oh, glory. I don't know if you are getting that. But, but with natural situation, no, no, no. That is not possible. Abraham will not consider his natural condition. Some of you, you only think about your natural self, your natural condition, natural second. How am I going to survive? I've got no job. How am I going to survive? My child, I've not gotten a child. I'm 50 years old. Who cares? You are going to get what God has for you. Hallelujah. Come on, are you following what I'm talking about? When you are in faith, you don't consider your natural circumstance. No. When Abraham's students say, no, hey, Sarah, get this right into your head. <laughs> God said it, we're going to make it together. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you listening? <laughs> Look at verse 20. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Glory to God. Giving glory to God. Amen. He was strong, not weak. He was powerful in faith, giving glory to God. By implication, he was only thanking God. Thank you for Isaac. Thank you for the promised seed. Thank you for, oh, thank you for Isaac. Anytime he wakes up, Abraham said, thank you for Isaac. Sarah, thank God for Isaac, giving glory to God. He hasn't seen it, but he was giving glory to God. I don't know if you are there with me. That is why faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you with me? He was giving glory to God. He was strong in faith. He was believing. So every time he wakes up in the morning, he goes, thank you for that seed. Thank you because I'm a father of many nations. Thank you because I'm still very productive. Thank you because I'm, everything about me is being renewed. Oh, glory. The Lord will renew your youth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Look at verse 21. And be fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to do what? To perform. So with God, nothing shall be what? Impossible. What he has promised, I am convinced the God who made this promise is going to bring it to pass. I am persuaded. I am convinced beyond all reasonable doubt. That is doubt that are reasonable. That means some doubt are reasonable. Yes, you can see doubt that are reasonable when you look at your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's reasonable to doubt. I can't do it. So we are talking of faith that go beyond reasonable doubts. He was persuaded that this God who had made this promise... He was going to be able to do what? To perform it. And did he perform it or not? He did perform it. 
Hallelujah. God is going to perform everything concerning you. Everything he has spoken concerning your life is going to perform it. Everything. Hallelujah. Don't be weak in faith. Be strong. Not considering your natural circumstance. Not considering the environment you are. Not considering where people are failing. No. That is why the world said don't say confederacy to what they say what? A confederacy. Let's try to look at this from the message translation. Go back to verse 17. I like some light that this guy brought up here. We call Abraham father not because he got God's attention by living like saints, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was nobody. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Come on, did you get that? God made something out of Abraham when he was nobody. What does that mean? Abraham had no child of his own. Abraham was not. I was speaking to the sisters in the U.S. when I had a Zoom meeting in their conference. It's important you understand certain things about your life, about who you are, and that God promises to you will take you from a nobody to somebody. And God to understand this. Help me now. What makes you relevant is your encounter with God. Let me explain what I mean. If you look at the Bible, Nebuchadnezzar was not the first king of Babylon. Go back and study. But why is it that the other names or other kings were not mentioned? Because it was Nebuchadnezzar only that had a counter with Israel. Are you there with me? Only Nebuchadnezzar had a counter with Israel. That is why his name is in the book. He was not the first king of Babylon. So when God touches your life, he takes the nobody and makes it a somebody. King Cyrus was not the only king of the first king of Persia. Why do you talk about King Cyrus every day? As I have advised. Because God gave him assignments. So your encounter with God takes you from Mr. Nobody to Mr. Somebody. Amen. That's why it's important you engage God in your life. Because when you have a counter with God, it takes you from Mr. Nobody to who? Mr. Somebody. Hallelujah. I would say, isn't that what we always read in the scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as a father of many peoples. Abraham was first named father. Then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. God's kind of faith. Did you get that? Because God called him father. Therefore he became a father. Oh glory. He was a nobody. He had no child. So Abraham was not a father. 
But when God said, I'm going to make you a father, and that's the end of it. He brought the fatherless to become what? A father of many nations. And the Bible says God trusted Abraham. I mean God. By implication, Abraham trusted God. He believed by implication he had God's kind of faith. Hallelujah. Bible says raise the dead to life with the word make something out of nothing. Praise God. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. Deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw, he couldn't do that, but on what God said, he will do. Hallelujah. It's not what he can do, but what said he will do. You trust God for your life. Listen, God didn't call you as a Christian to embarrass you. If you are truly a believer, he didn't call you to mess you up. He didn't call you to degrade you. He called you to raise you. It's a glorious moment for you to believe that because God called you, that there is something he wants to do out of your life. Remember, Abraham was an idol worshiper with his father, Terah. Is that okay? Right. He was an idol worshiper. And he picked him from being an idol worshiper and made him a father of many nations, a glorious one in Christ. So, don't miss this point this morning. He didn't just call you from the wall. He didn't just call you from your father's house. He called you to make something out of you. No matter your status right now, believe your faith. God will call you, wants to elevate you. God will call you, wants to promote you. God will call you, want to exalt you. God will call you, want to magnify you. He doesn't call you to bring you down. He calls you to take you up. He wants to write your name amongst men. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so he was made a father of multitude of peoples. God himself said to him, you are going to have a big family, Abraham. And that's it. Verse 19 says, Abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and say he's hopeless. Did you get that? He didn't consider himself hopeless. He didn't consider the situation. Look at it. And he didn't focus on his own impotence and say he's hopeless. He didn't consider his age. He didn't consider his circumstance. His natural self will not speak to him. Hallelujah. Some of you, God will tell you, you are healed. And you say, but I still feel the pain. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. I, I got what I'm talking about. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I know, I know God said that. I know you said that the other day, but I still feel the pain. No, 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 no. That is powerless faith. It's not like that of most seeds. Hallelujah. Abraham will not consider his impotency. By reason of age, he just simply said, oh yes, God, you say that, I believe it. I'm going to be a father of many nations. You stay with the word of God, amen. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. This hundred years old body could never father a child. Abraham was not thinking about that. So what do you think has a lot to do with your faith? Amen. Not in itself, a decade of infertility and give up. 
He didn't tiptoe around God's promises, asking cautiously skeptical questions. He plunged into the promise and came up strong, ready to God. I'm ready for God. Sure that God will make a good on what he has said. That is why he said Abraham was declared fit before God by trusting God to set him right. But it's not just Abraham. It's also us. That same thing gets said about us when we embrace and believe what? The one who brought Jesus to life when the conditions were equally what? Hopeless. We believe him. God who raised Christ from the dead. We also quicken what? Your mortal bodies. No matter your condition. No matter your circumstance. No matter your situation. I am proclaiming to you this morning. You got to have God kind of faith and no circumstance in your life is going to remain the way it is. You don't need to think about your condition. No, no, no. Think about what God says. Think about the word of God. Think about the promises of God. Don't look at your circumstance. Look at what God says. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You have access by faith into the promises of God. You have access by faith into what God speaks to you. Somebody said, but God has not been saying anything to me. You see, you should be able to live your life to the point where I have told you before, the Bible is the Logos. Everybody can read the Bible. But a Rema belongs to you. If God gives you a word, I remember how I was speaking to somebody. The night before I left, before I left, uh, Midland, Texas, the Lord gave me a word from the book of, of Second, uh, Second Kings. And I woke up in the morning and I went through the word and I said, God, thou knowest, because I didn't know what God was trying to tell me. But when I get to Philadelphia, I understood exactly what God was trying to say. And when I got back home, my wife called me and said, you poor were looking at the book of Second Kings. And then she tried to ask a question from the same chapter, which is chapter 4, that God gave to me. And I begin to explain. And I say God is but one God. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? You can see God talk to you from scriptures. Long time ago my wife doesn't have access to that. But now she begins to flow in that. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and say God asked me to read this passage. I said that's the way she go. When you contact with people. You flow in the dimension that they are flowing in. You've stayed long enough with me in this house for God to start talking to you on a personal level. And you've got to stay on the faith of whatever thing God says. I've told you severally, I live my life based on instruction he gives to me. Every major decision I've taken based on the instruction he gives to me. And he does that by just giving me scriptures in the night. That's why I love my night season. That's why I don't spend it binding devils or witches. It's a time for me to commute with my father. That is when he visits me. I should know how my walk is with God. So I won't do it like any other person. You may spend your night casting devils. People talk about midnight prayers. Have you heard about that? What do you call travel, cult, or pray tree, whatever? That's when witches fly. I don't know if they were witches before. But for me, I can study till one, I can study till two, I can study twelve and go to bed between four and six are my good times. I love what you read in the book of First Kings, the Bible says. And God came to Solomon 
I said, what do you want in the night? Twice God visited Solomon and asked question. May God begin to visit you. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? That is where your faith will become like that of what? A mustard seed. You will stand strong knowing, well, this thing I'm doing, yes, yes, yes. Even it seems not to be what it ought to be. I believe God said it, then I'm going to stay with it. Abraham never considered himself dead because what God said to him. One of the reasons you have this unbelief in your life is because you're not hearing God. One of the major reasons you can't take the step of faith is because you have no conviction, even in that what God is saying. Hallelujah. But I can assure you, if only you can have the faith as small as must succeed, you can assess wealth, health, and prosperity. You can assess it, knowing God said it. Praise God, somebody. Are you following what I'm saying? I need you to come to that place of knowing who you are in relation to who? To God. Let me remind you. In Luke chapter 1 verse 17, put it on the board. This is where you're going to go back and begin to see. Luke 1 17. The Bible talks about John the Baptist. And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the heart of fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for who? For the Lord. The spirit of Elijah. Every one of us came to this life with a particular spirit. And if you can catch that, that settles it for life. You know what? Elijah was not a city prophet. He's always in the wilderness. God will say, go talk to Ahab. He will come and speak. And go back to the wilderness. He was not living in the city. He came with the spirit and the power of Elijah. That's why he could not stay in the temple. He came to fulfill a particular assignment for God. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. So he has to be in the wilderness because the spirit that possessed him when he came to life was a wilderness spirit. Some of you are in the wrong place. Why? Because you don't understand the spirit by which you came to life. That is why your faith is so strong. Are you following me? I want you to catch this so that when you go back home, you know how to pray. You see, don't bother about what is going on. Just find your place in God. Don't worry about what is happening around the earth right now, around the city, around the nation, around Nigeria. Don't let that be your issue. Find your place in God. Know who you are. Exactly what God said about you. That settles the matter. Why do you think John will not stay in the city? Because the spirit with which he came is a wilderness spirit. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.